Okay, good. Just remember, you can't move. I know. I don't. I really don't feel like I can move. For the whole duration of your story, you cannot move. Okay. Can I, I can move my mouth, right? That's it. That's the only thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Good luck to you. Thank you. And may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the slogan for 2020. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hi. I'm Kristen. I'm Dana. Welcome to the darker side of life. What do you have for us today? I have a very interesting story that um, I'm sure not a lot of people know about, except listener Natalie, who requested this Ooh. a long time ago on our Instagram. Natalie is a Kentucky girl. So Sweet. this was a special request. And I'm going to talk about the ritual sacrifice in Tomahawk, Kentucky. What? Yes. I've never heard of this, and I've lived in Kentucky almost my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, there was not a lot to find on this, and she kind of warned me when she requested that there's not a lot of information. Okay. But just because there's not a lot of information doesn't mean that we don't talk about it. So mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I'm sure not a lot of people have heard about this because it happened back in the 30s. Is in Tomahawk um, the name of a city or town? Yes. Yes, it is. Because I've never heard of that either. It's very, I hadn't either. It's very, very small. Very small. But there's so many small towns like that in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. In Appalachia. Sweet. Not Appalachia. Not Appalachia. Appalachia. If you say Appalachia, I'll throw an Appalachia. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's that where my parents grew up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have hillbilly blood. I <laughs> did not grow up there. My parents did not. But my grandpa was from... Estill County, I believe. So mine were on the Virginia side, though. So okay, so yep, we're going to talk about the ritual sacrifice of a woman named Lucinda Mills in Tomahawk, Kentucky. I feel today. bad for Lucinda already. I know this story's nuts. So sources, not a lot. There's a blog called the Unusual Kentucky Blog, Ooh. and a Facebook page. And that's pretty much all. That's oh, really? Some newspaper articles that I will, like newspaper clippings that I will talk about, but a lot of them I don't know where they're from. I don't know what oh, newspapers okay. they're from. They were just literally Google images that I read off of. So I really have Oh, like the little snippets? No from... idea. Yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I have a few of those in my next story. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but I'm not going to pay for a subscription from a news for a newspaper clipping from the 30s just so I can read a little more. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I can't do it right now. Okay, so again, thank you, Natalie, for this. This happened in Tomahawk, Kentucky, back in the 30s. Small town, probably why not a lot of people have heard about this. And it's kind of one of these stories from reading people's a lot of comments on this blog people you know oh I knew so-and-so whose grandfather was so-and-so and they used to talk about this story so it's kind of one of those things that has just been passed down over the years so and it's very characteristic of a small town yes I just got done reading a book actually it's called walk across America it was about a guy that walked across America from like New York to down to New Orleans and then to the Pacific Ocean and it was written in, I think he took the trip in the 70s, and I think he wrote the book shortly after. And 
my mom was like, have you read this book? And I'm like, no. So she sent it to me to read. Well, he stopped in her hometown and he talked to her school. She got to pet his dog and all this. And he talks about a lot of people there in her hometown, especially this one man named Homer Davenport. And he was supposed to be like this big mountain man. And I would ask her, I'm like, do you know Homer Davenport? She's like, well, I didn't know him, but I went to school with this girl. And then his daughter is friends with like my cousin or so-and-so, you know? So like everybody knows something about this man because everybody has some kind of small town connection. It's small town. Um, This town, definitely small town. It is a community in Martin County, Kentucky. It is about six miles from the county seat of Inez, Kentucky. I-N-E-Z. Is that? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm from Kentucky and I don't know how to pronounce that, but I believe it's Inez. Very small, close to the West Virginia border. So it's kind of the area we're talking about. You have Google um, mapped it. Oh, it's over by like Pikeville and Pike County a little yes, bit. Like north which of there. I interviewed after college for a job in Pikeville. So Really? I did. Small, wow, you did way small out there. Newspaper. Yep, it was teeny tiny little newspaper. On February 8th, 1933, local law enforcement in Tomahawk received calls from several people in the community about unusual activity screaming and loud noises coming from a residence and one of the residents from tomahawk called police and said quote something strange has been going on at the mills place oh the police arrived at an isolated cabin in the hills busted down the door and walked into what i would describe as a horror show just pure horror movie so Several members of the Mills family were inside the cabin in the middle of what one article called, quote, religious emotionalism. They were singing, praying, and speaking in tongues. Okay. Yeah. And in the middle of it all lay the body of 72-year-old Lucinda Mills, dead from strangulation. Well, I was going to say, are they just having kind of a home church service? But then you got to the body. Yes. Well, this is called the ritual sacrifice in Tomahawk, Kentucky. So Um, Lucinda was dead from strangulation. She was the mother and grandmother of the group. Oh, no. Yes. Authorities would later come to find out that she had died willingly, strangled by her son, John Mills, in a weird ritual sacrifice. And I did read in one place that she was chained, but I can't verify that. Again, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, I heard she was chained or I heard she was tied. So I don't, a lot of the story, like what's in newspaper articles, you can verify. But again, this is a story that has passed down through the years in a very small community. So I couldn't verify that. But I did read that that was one thing that was found at the cabin. The police who had come to the cabin were obviously horrified at what they found when they busted down the door. I mean, can you imagine? First of all, you know something weird's been going on. And then you walk in and it's like, okay, there are these people singing, praying, (laughs) speaking in tongues. And then, oh, God, there's a dead body on the floor. Uh, No. No one seems to care. So Yes, I um, resigned my post. (laughs) I'm done. Goodbye. (laughs) Take it from here. (laughs) They found Lucinda in her bed. Obviously, she was dead. Her son, John Mills, was on top of her in the bed. Like, sitting on her like he, like, was not, like, like. Like Midsummer. Like, I'm getting the, the, that scene from Midsummer in my head right now. 
Well, they're doing like the big sexual ritual. Oh, no, not that. Okay, good. Okay, thank no. God. No, no, not like that. Okay. I was just trying to figure out why. Yeah, no, it was not that. It No, but you'll find out later what John had done. Okay. Um, Lucinda's other son, Fred Mills, was standing at the foot of the bed reading the Bible. Her two daughters, Molly McGinnis and Ora Mills, stood on a nearby table dancing, singing, and praying. In tongues. Jeez. Yes, very weird scene. Does kind of sound like a midsummer type of It does sound like midsummer. And for all of you who don't know what that is, it's a movie and you should go see it. It's a movie about a cult? It's about a cult. Well they make some strong arguments. Yes. (laughs) There were others in the cabin, including John Mills's wife and Lucinda's daughter in law, Trixie Mills. Her grandson, Ballard Mills, which I kind of love that name, and Tom Boyd, who was another son-in-law. The police rushed into the cabin and broke up the group, who were, again, singing, speaking in tongues. They placed them under under arrest and ending what they would later find out to be a five-day-long ritual from this small family cult. What? Yes, five days. God. Aren't you surprised we haven't heard about this? Yes. Like, the only family tradition we have is going to Cracker Barrel if they pick you up from the airport. Like, wait, that's um, it. I'm trying to think of ours. I mean, ours used to be, when we were younger, eating dinner next to the Christmas tree. Like, yeah. Like, picnic next to the Christmas tree. That was one of my only, like, it's family so rituals reasonable. every year. And <laughs> we did not sacrifice people, but, you know, every family's different, I guess. According to an article written by S.V. Stiles, there was a religious sect that was called the, quote, Tongue People. And I'm not really sure if that's the official name or if that was a name Mm -hmm. given to these people who were practicing um, the Pentecostal faith. Right. Which, if you know anything about different religions, Pentecostals are known to speak in tongues. Right. Yeah. And I definitely, while reading this, like, I know there's a lot of connecting these events to the Pentecostal religion because of speaking Mm -hmm. in tongues, but I don't believe that, like, that Pentecostal, that I don't believe that people who practice Pentecostal faith that they partake in human sacrifice. Like, I really don't want that to come off with this. So, in no way am I saying that this family cult were part of the Pentecostal faith. I think this was a complete, like, split off. From well, it's kind of like how Westboro Baptist faith. Church does not right. represent all Christians exactly. in America or all churches in America. Exactly. So I don't want people to think that, that I'm coming down hard on Pentecostal. Pentecostals? Pentecost? Pentecost? Nah. We know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm not coming down on them at all by any means. I realize that this is a faction that kind of went rogue. That's the best way to describe it. So... John Mills, who was Lucinda's son, again, he was said to be a part of this sect, this breakoff from, you know, the Pentecostal religion. He broke off. He formed his own small cult that seemed to be made up of just his family members. His family members believed they could perform miracles, such as turning water into wine and turning sticks into snakes. And that's oh. still something that is practice today where we hear oh, snake about handlers. snake handling churches which is my freaking nightmare and if i ended up in a church like that i would probably have a stroke and die because i couldn't you would it. never end up in a church like that 
I feel like well, you my would mom let ended your up in a Pentecostal <laughs> church and didn't know. <laughs> Can you imagine me sitting in church, the girl who goes to church like two days, two times a year, and all of a sudden I end up in a snake handling church? How do you mistake that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so those who were arrested at the cabin, they told authorities what had happened over the days preceding, during, and after Lucinda's killing. It all started about a week before the killing of Lucinda, when the family began fasting, praying, and speaking in unknown tongues. This carried on for days in a ceremony that they called, quote, divine commands. Okay, I did look up something called divine commands theory, and it states that, quote, an action's status is morally good is equivalent to whether it is commanded by God. And that's from Wikipedia. So basically, so basically, kind of- if God tells you to do it, it's fine. Yes. If God commands something, it makes it moral, and therefore the person needs to follow God's command in order to be moral. So if God tells you to do something, the only way that you can be moral is to follow God's command. So you could rob a bank, say that God told you to do it, and then that's your religion. Yes. And then get away with crimes because it's a First Amendment issue. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but this theory does go back to way before any of this ever happened. Like this goes yeah. back to like ancient Greece. And right. so it's a very, imagine. very old theory. Um, and I imagine, you know, the mindset of something like this. For one, this family has, they've been fasting for days right. already. You know, at the time, the lack of food can kind of severely affect someone's ability to think straight. Not saying that, like, everyone who fasts is going to do this, but, like, you have the fasting. You're not thinking straight. You add this extreme belief that people have and just, like, how Mm -hmm. deeply you believe something. So you believe something so deeply, you really, like, start to feel it. Does that make sense? So it almost just starts to, like, affect all of you you're just almost in that like I don't want to call it a haze but does that make sense like that's well it kind of not disturbs what's the word I'm looking for it kind of alters your cognitive thinking right. too you know how people right. like hallucinate in the desert if they're thirsty or something mm-hmm. like that and I'm not just saying it's from the fasting I'm saying it's everything right. they've been hardcore praying fasting speaking in tongues this goes on for days they're in this remote cabin all by themselves in the hills of Kentucky isolated from everybody and then like how deep you go into this i mean you see people in church services who like truly feel what is being said and what is happening and you like you feel it your whole body feels it so that's kind of what i was trying to put my mind into as i'm reading Mm -hmm. about this i mean what state of mind these people had to be in when all this went down because after a few days of all of this according to the family members Lucinda willingly offered herself up as a sacrifice to prove that they had power over death. Oh, dear. Um, I also did read in a few places that Lucinda volunteered to sacrifice herself for her son, Leonard, who at the time was committed in an institution elsewhere in Kentucky, and that they believed if they offered up a sacrifice, it would free him. So... It could have been both, you know, wanting to prove power over death. It could have been to free Leonard. It could have been it like could a have combo. Been a, maybe mental illness or something right yes. in the family. And yeah. it was unchecked for a long time. Yeah, possibly. Oh, this is so sad. I know. But when it came down to it, Lucinda volunteered 
for whether it was power over death or to free Leonard or a combo of both. And according to a Facebook page called The Appalachian Project, which talks about the story, while others danced and prayed, John Mills used a chain to strangle his mom to death. And according to Mills' daughter, while John strangled his mother, cult members chanted and rolled around on the cabin floor in a frenzy. Also, several children of the family members were shut into a room by themselves during all of this. Oh. Yes. Okay. Your face. I wish I could describe your face. <laughs> you look so disturbed and perplexed. And like, I wish you could. I mean, I don't wish you could see my mental image, but I wish you could see the mental image. Oh, I've got it too. It's it's crazy. I mean, when do you bring kids into the into the faith? Why do you lock them away in the room? That's the wrong question to be asking. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where my mind goes sometimes. Why lock them in a room? Like, yeah, let them like, see it? Is that what are, you're saying? Are the kids not going to be part of the faith some days? Or maybe the kids realized this is scary and we are locking ourselves into this room or shutting that would ourselves be a good into move. this room. Smart yeah. kids. So I don't know if they were purposefully shut in, if they shut themselves in. I don't know. Um, the plan after the killing was then to, oh, this gets so much worse was then to burn Lucinda as a burnt offering. This is actually a very literal and very extreme and very bad, I have an all caps, interpretation (laughs) of the Bible and what the Bible calls Holocaust. Obviously, we hear the word Holocaust and we think of something completely different, but Holocaust is actually referred to in the Bible as an animal sacrificed by fire or a burnt offering. That is what Holocaust is. Oh, my God. And it makes the Jewish Holocaust so much worse now that I know that. I I never knew that. I know. Again, very, very bad interpretation of the Bible. Come on, people. Let's. It never gets better. It never gets better. It always gets bad. Oh, geez. I didn't know that. Burnt offerings. I didn't either. I didn't. I mean, I've never read the Bible, full disclosure, but I feel like I would have known if that was mentioned. Yeah. Well, apparently it is mentioned. Oh, geez. The word Holocaust. Yes. So now you know that it means. Is that Old Testament? Offering. I would think so. It sounds very Old Testament. Very Old Testament-y. Mm-hmm. Old Testament. Testament. Old Testament. So before the police had busted into the cabin, the family was going to burn Lucinda on a cross shaped altar as a burnt oh, offering to show power over death. I have also read accounts where there would be more sacrifices planned as burnt offerings. And according to a newspaper article, there were supposed to be six other sacrifices. The county attorney, last name Priest, said that Lucinda was supposed to be the fourth sacrifice. The first three were supposed to be an evangelist named Reverend William H. Duty, who knew John Mills, also Lucinda's son, Fred Mills, and Fred Mills's wife, who was pregnant at the time, but she managed to escape the cabin and give birth on the day that Lucinda died. So I oh, believe geez. that the Reverend, Fred Mills, and then Fred Mills's wife were supposed to be sacrifices as well. But again, that can't be totally confirmed. Um, right. Or if Lucinda was just the only one who was planned. The story has a lot of plot twists. It really does. The reverend claimed he didn't have anything to do with the sacrifices, but he had recently fought with John Mills and got into a physical altercation with him. So I think that like John reverend. Mills had known him before 
And then John ended up splitting off from that congregation. So I think that was that connection there. That so, was probably a good move on John's part. The Reverend was kind of like, dude, I don't have anything to do with this. This is not, uh, this is me. We're, I'm not doing this. So, so a lot of people who were part of um, the sect that John Mills broke off from, you know, others who spoke in tongues and kind of followed that same right. practice. They normal said that faith John, practices. normal faith practices, they said that human sacrifice was never something that was intended for their practices and that John Mills had severely misinterpreted what the Bible was saying. Obviously. I believe so, it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you kind of have the sect that's like a little broken off from the normal faith. And then you have John Mills yeah. that just went like completely extremist, totally broke. very ex- extremist. Yes. That's a good way to describe it. He had a very extremist type of view. So seven people in all were arrested and charged with the murder of Lucinda Mills. And one was arrested and charged as a material witness. That night in his cell, John Mills continued to speak in tongues, working himself up into such a frenzy that the police had to chain him to the bars so he wouldn't hurt himself. Oh, geez. Yeah. And when the jailers tried to feed him, he again worked himself up so much that the other members of his family, who were also in the cell with them, they were all being held together, also began chanting and shouting along with him. So they were like, continue in this trance type of state. So they were just kind of going along with him. John Mills released a statement later that night after he kind of quieted down and said that his mother would rise from the grave the next day, quote, as did Christ, and, quote, she will be born anew without sin. Okay. Off the rails. Totally rogue. Okay. But it seems that the other family members who were arrested and accused eventually kind of came out of this trance and started to tell a different story. It seems that all but John Mills kind of came out of this, and they said they never wanted Lucinda to be killed as a sacrifice, but they felt powerless to stop it from happening. Why? I don't know. I mean... I mean, if you all don't want it to happen, you outnumber John Mills. Exactly. Nobody's forcing you to kill her. Again, I think it's kind of coming out of all of this. Like, you've kind of come down from this almost like natural high, high that yeah. you've worked yourself up into and, and the reality has set down, in right and realize oh maybe in trouble. this wasn't such a good thing we just killed a woman we killed mama lucinda we killed grandma poor lucinda blaine mcginnis lucinda's son-in-law testified that he and the others were opposed to the sacrifice of aunt lucinda then stop it yeah and he says in strangling his mother john wrong f- wrongly interpreted a divine message to demonstrate the death of sin. He said that a, quote, unknown power had struck him powerless, and he, meaning Blaine, couldn't move as Lucinda offers herself up as a sacrifice. Oh. Oramore, who was Lucinda's daughter, said her brother could have, quote, shown the death of sin in some other way. You think, yeah, uh, yeah, Ora, mm-hmm. you think there are many other ways you could go to it. a regular church like normal people? <laughs> no, seriously, people. Okay. It seems like indictments were all dismissed for everyone but John Mills. At his trial in April of the same year, his defense was, not surprisingly, claiming temporary insanity. Come on. Yeah. His attorney, Walter R. Prater, termed the phrase group insanity brought on by religious frenzy. 
Oh, it's like that. Uh, what is the thing? The Trump family road trip. Yes. And you kind of get worked up and then it spreads to other people. What was that called? Fala do. Fala da. Something Fala. like that. Yeah. Yes. Follow many here. Follow many. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the word. Follow many. <laughs> Follow many. Where one person gets worked up into a frenzy and other people kind of, it's contagious and other people kind of catch on. Yeah. It does kind of sound like something like that to where it you've got little. this like religious frenzy that's happening. Um, they're all working themselves up into this. Although I don't, I don't think the indictment should have been dismissed against the other ones. I mean, they were still there no. and didn't stop it. So, right. I wonder if they gave information on John. Maybe. If you testify against him or whatever, we'll let you off. Yeah. Because he was he was the one who ended up killing his mother, physically killing his Ugh. mother. But you're right. They were there. They could have done something yeah. about it. Two mental health specialists were brought in. Dr. R. Thompson and Dr. D.V. Sublett from Lexington. They said that everyone involved was insane at the time because an insane is their word. Insane yeah. at the time because of all the religious praying and fasting and dancing and rolling around on the floor. So basically, they're like, everyone was, in their words, insane because they worked themselves up into the state as a group. And then John would claim he didn't remember anything about the murder of his mom. So it probably hit him once he was going to trial. Oh, I'm not going to get off on this. I am <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? You don't remember anything? Really? Yeah. So Are you just became... saying that? You're just acting the part? Yeah. So I guess he realized I'm in deep trouble. My whole family is not being charged with this. It's just me. I killed my mom, but I don't remember anything that happened. So I think okay. he realized what was going on. And on April 12th, 1933, John Mills was found guilty of strangling his mom, Lucinda Mills. It was sentenced to life in prison. Good. And that is pretty much where the story ends. I can't find wow. if he did serve the rest of his life or if he was let out at some point. No one knows where he's buried. Um, oh. That's pretty much all the information that I can find on this case. That's crazy. I wonder if there's people that live in the area still that are related to the Mills family. I think so. I I did read there were several comments on the Facebook page who were ancestors of the Mills family. Oh, really? Who, yeah. So, and I believe that um, you can find Lucinda's grave. I don't know where it is, but yeah. Um, some people say that you can find it's marked and everything. No one knows where John was buried. No one really knows anything about what happened to John um, in prison or if he got out. But yeah, that's pretty much all the information on the ritual sacrifice in Tomahawk, Kentucky. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's I've never heard of that. I hadn't either. It was even hard to find. I couldn't even find a lot of pictures. I could find pictures attached to articles, but like I couldn't even find a picture anyone had taken of the cabin if it's even still standing. Oh, really? I can't. You know, I can't. I can't really find anything on this. So road trip to uh, Tomahawk. I was Kentucky just next thinking. Time. I was like, I'm around. How long it takes to get to Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you need the ge genealogy experts to come yes. in. Yes, but yeah, we can go check out. Tomahawk, Kentucky. I don't think we want to roll into Eastern Kentucky and be like, we're just looking for a cabin where some human sacrifice took yeah. place. <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
or shot authorities on us really quick (laughs) probably so that's all i've got i like it it was a little thank you natalie thank you natalie that's i like i'm i usually do really long stories but i like ones like this that yeah you know, that's why I wanted to do it because it's like, yeah, it's, there's not a whole lot of information, but it's still interesting. There's still things that can be found about it. And it's something that guaranteed not a lot of people out there know about. Oh, I know. I've lived in Kentucky almost my entire life and I've never heard of it. No. And I've heard of some weird Kentucky stories. I was as accurate as I could possibly be with something that happened kind of in the middle of nowhere in the 1930s. So... If there's maybe some things that were wrong, I did not do it on purpose. It's just the information that I could find. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Some things you have to take with a grain of salt. Other things that you can, if you find it written down in a newspaper article, granted at the time they weren't always correct, but. Yeah. Yeah. But this did happen. I mean, this was yeah. something that was definitely not made up. There are people who live in that area who do remember, yeah. oh, my grandma used to talk about that or so-and-so yeah. used to talk about that happening. She knew so-and-so. So it did happen there. Um, it was an actual event. It was not made up. But yeah. And again, I am not coming down on any religion. This was a very extreme and again, yeah. very, very wrong interpretation of what the Bible is saying. <laughs> Human sacrifice is never ever okay and if somebody offers to be a sacrifice <laughs> say please no give them help please get them help they they need some help if someone ever says i will be your burnt offering no just please go get them help just say no, no to what? human sacrifice you do not have <laughs> yes it's her that's her new motto <laughs> you do not have power over death or sin just please get them some help because they very much need it that's all i have to say about that <laughs> you sound like forrest gump yeah, just say no to human sacrifice. Yeah, we need shirts that say that. <laughs> that can be our first merch. <laughs> yeah, our first merch. <laughs> it should be a keychain that says it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. Just say no to human sacrifice. That can be on coffee mugs, t-shirts. <laughs> we got this. Okay, that's all I have. I loved it. I mean, I didn't Thank love you. it. I liked I it. I loved Poor it. Lucinda. You know. Whatever. I know. I just feel bad for Lucinda. Poor Lucinda. I do too. Grandma, Aunt, Mom, Lucinda. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, If you have any other suggestions, please send them our way and we will stick them on the list. I have a whole list of, I don't know how many in my phone that I want to cover. So, Oh, really? I have a little bit of a list, but yeah, I keep going back and forth. Like, I want to do this one. I'm like, ah, this one doesn't sound as good as I thought it would or something like that. Thanks for listening, guys. guys. Thank you. Keep the suggestions coming. Keep the emails coming. Yes, please. Keep the reviews coming. We've gotten several five-star in the last few days. They haven't left any comments, but we have more five-star. So that makes us very happy. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Bye. drool off my arm. I'll be right back.